This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About My Secret Garden. <laughs> Album 6, track 13. Or 14 if you had the explicit. <laughs> Secret Garden. Other masterpiece by Andre that's on Erotica. Um, this is the song where I'm like, oh, if only she had done another album with Andre Betts. Mm. It's so beautiful, so jazzy, so unique. Another song akin to Waiting that she never did again, a, a song like this. No, she never, well, does she have to? I mean, no. it's so perfect. It's just a really beautiful song. And part of what's beautiful about it, of course, is is the music itself. Yeah. Um, and it's a sound we haven't heard before, but again, it relies heavily on bass. Um, it's really that bass that drives this song, but it's it's a natural bass. It's not like a, a synth bass, you know. And then on top of that, we have um, Madonna as Dita. Dita, I believe, who has gone through some sort of transformation. Well, Dita, I think she's, you know, I think that um, Madonna's given her some notes and some thoughts and some ideas, and now she's kind of come out the other end of her, her kind of... Um, single study with Madonna and now she has some new things to say. Yeah, well she's sort of been like, I've lived in the darkness and I, um, here comes the sun, here comes the sun never go away. She's sort of come into the light she's stripped away a lot of the stuff. I mean in a way I think, in a way, okay Mark, go with me on this, that Dita was always Madonna, that Madonna couldn't see herself and created Dita like in, in this mirror image of her. Uh-huh. And that at the end of this story, of this album, she, similar to in The Girly Show, when she takes her mask off, both times she takes her mask off, um, you know, that she reveals this, this the beating heart and the truth of just this woman who's looking for the truth inside of herself or purity or the place that she can reset. Or, you know, like she says, you know, the a heart that doesn't harden, you know, a, a place, place that, that I can, can be, be reborn, born, yeah. you know, like that she's looking for that safe place or. Well, and I think that, I think what the song, and I love that idea of, of Madonna and Dita kind of coming together. I think the other thing she is saying is, if that's the case, that the erotic dark woman that Dita represents can be inside of you and you can be the optimistic, hopeful, yearning woman looking for connection, intimacy, the the light. And they can exist simultaneously. You don't have to be one or the other. Right. Well, that's certainly a big theme of this album. Like 
there's so many different voices of Madonna or woman in this album that it's like you don't have to be there's no binary. You can be a multitude, yeah. you know, um, and still at the core hold on to this thing that's um, beyond all the pain and hurt and heartbreak and wanting and needing and um, just, well, she's wanting and needing of something different. Another thing this song does is this starts a template that Madonna continues throughout the rest of her career pretty much of the last song being kind of a, of a summation song of of how she's feeling or that the intensely personal song uh mer girl gone uh falling free these are all songs that are intensely like diaristic and this is one of those the the early i think it's the first time where we we end the record on that kind of little moment of here i am this is where i'm going this is what i've learned you don't think active contrition does that no, she's just she's just looking for her reservation. Vogue doesn't do that. No, for sure, for sure. And love makes the world go round doesn't True. do that. True. I think this is a very interesting and good point. Yeah, I think it's both a sum, summation, but it's also a looking ahead or or a closing of a door. You yeah. Know? Which we I always we always talk about the openings of these albums and how they all start and it's sort of like welcome. You know, this yeah. album starts with a record scratch and it's like oh here we are in a new world and the the bass starts and we know, yeah. okay, we're in a base world. And then this is sort of like, well, it's not really a door closing because it fades away, our favorite mm-hmm. thing, a fade, yeah. out, a fade out. Um, but it does it does turn, it feels, I feel like she's turning her gaze away from the world we've been in, erotica. And yeah, she's taking us into this sort of um, very, you know, all the flora and fauna, you know, and like into this really colorful, like anything's possible now. I'm turning, yeah. I'm turning into, I don't know where I'm going now. I face the shadows and this is what I found and, yeah. and, and these are the things. I mean, the, the lyrics are just so different um, than anything else on the record. I mean, they're, they're specific and they're poetry, but they're not... They're they're not akin to anything else. There's there's a little bit of that scratching and that kind of light filter on her voice, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's not. It's something new, and I always love like the lines. I still believe. I still believe because after all is said and done, I'm still alive. Which again, she's a survivor. Yeah. yeah, and because um, the sun has kissed me and caressed me, and I'm strong, and there's yes. a chance that I will grow. This I know, but I'm still looking for a petal that is untold. But what I love about it, and this is where it really gets into it, is you hear finally the spoken Madonna voice mix, mix yeah. into the singing voice, which I think is very key because in all the other songs on the record up to this point, they've been very separate. It's almost like a duet between yes. the two Madonnas. Yes. And all of a sudden, there's this moment where the voices blend and she goes from without, in one breath from the speaking voice into the singing voice, kind of telling us it was me all along. Yes. Oh, 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 oh,
I mean, there's always been kind of this feeling that Madonna, this is a song about Madonna expressing the desire to have a child, which I never get in this song. And, and I don't know why everyone always finds that. But they said that at the time, that yeah. she wanted to have a, you know, that this was the first time she expressed a maternal instinct. And I, I don't see it in this song. I don't really see it either. I mean, you plant the seed and I'll watch it grow. I wonder when I'll start to show. I mean, these do reference somewhat like of, but it also, you know, she also is like, I just wish I knew the color of my hair. I mean, I love that line because yeah, that's a moment where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But that is what I think the song is really about, meaning like not really about the color of her hair, but meaning it's like this. It's always song. about the color of her hair. <laughs> well, I am obsessed with the color of her hair. <laughs> Um, she's always like, I, everybody says I went through a reinvention. I just dyed my hair another color. I know I've said that line before. Um, <laughs> but um, Bears I, repeating. Yeah, I think that this thing about that Madonna has a secret garden, a place that beyond everything else that she can retreat to and look for herself is what I think is what the song is truly about. This thing of like, all this shit can happen to me, but I still have a, I still have a place I can go and that no one else can enter, and that is secret. Like you will never find it. You know. I mean, we always we always joke about her bathroom being like her yeah. secret place, but even that, like she brings cameras into. You know. Yeah. But that may be her only private place. But I think it's we you know it's within her mind or her imagination. Or well, and and uh, you know one of the things that we we say all the time is the best times with Madonna is when she's in the moment and she's she's truly. Um, in the moment, and uh, I think retreating to the this place, this secret garden, is a way for her to also forget about the mistakes of the past, forget about the triumphs of the past, and press reboot. Yes, yes. in a way that allows her to go forward. Because I think, unless she does that, she gets you would get bogged down by everything, and, absolutely, and, and you'd have to even even you know I mean, and I think. Part of the challenges of, you know, as we're wrapping up this album, you know, Shep Pettibone was not able to reboot and try brand new things after this. Right. He was a certain sound of a certain time and he could never break out of that. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to. He didn't know. want to and he, I, he may not have been capable of and he may right. have been intimidated by what they had accomplished well, up to this point. Well, I mean, he, he's no longer in her orbit, meaning he goes off and he has a he has a very flourishing career doing other things. He just doesn't, you know, his secret garden takes him in another direction. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I because I don't want a little like oh just no. because he doesn't stay in that same sort of you know hit maker world yeah um, but yeah I think that's you the know, same with Andre Betts yeah, I mean absolutely. these are these are the three tracks and they're brilliant tracks and they're really important tracks in Madonna's entire canon and um, and they did what they were supposed to do and that's and his went off in another way as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's even what Ingrid Chavez says, who I bring back really um, pointedly because this again, I think this whole album and this song too point to like this was somewhat her sound. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that she talks about how oh, I made I wrote Justify My Love out of this pure place, and Madonna took it to a different place, but it was based on that and how that one song pushed both of our lives into a different trajectory, and that this is what happens in all things. You talk about this with theater too. You yeah. Know, yeah. How every and everything in our lives sort of we have these impactful things, and then they separate and move to something else, or they grow in another way. Um, and she's definitely at this moment. I mean, I think this is also why we chose for this period of time to be the end of the second season is because she really does at this moment 
it's she takes a turn and we don't really know where she's going. I think that that's the gift of erotica. I think erotica was the climax of what she'd been working towards for the last 10 years. And she she was building and building and building and having experiences and having good collaborations, bad collaborations, um, mostly in movies. And, um, and now she kind of knows who she is and she knows what she's learned and erotica is kind of the the kind of progress report of that. And now that that is done, Secret Garden is really, like so many great times in Madonna's career, we have no idea where she's going to go, but we know she's going somewhere else. Yes, That's the only thing we really know, is that she's going to go somewhere else because after these songs, to go here and do this kind of strange, jazzy, tome poem of a song because it really is it's 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 a tome poem of a song no idea where it could go like i i and i and i'm never like oh i wish she would do another album like erotica because i don't think she could do it better but i want something that surprises us the way erotica did yeah i mean i think um what I always want from a Madonna album is uh, the obvious care and thoughtfulness that went into erotica. Yeah, and yeah. I want, and I think you know she gets close to that a few times. And the time, I I think yeah. that time starts to accelerate in this. It's it's interesting that you, that she does tend to slow down in the next four years or so. Um, I think because of the backlash that is happening, Absolutely. and I think she does feel like okay. I, I have to be more strategic. I have to take my time. And I think that there's something, again, I think there's a real value in the fact that she spent pretty much, you know, almost a whole year making this album in, yeah. in fits and starts, yeah. um, in between other things that were less successful. And I think that there's something really like interesting about always being able to, almost like recording erotica was the secret garden she could go back to during this period as well. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, it was the only real thing she had like total control over, you know, um, and it that was- That nobody else knew about other than her collaborators. Right. It was no, that well, kind yeah, of closed yeah, right, right. thing. They didn't really share. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. That this, this was a, yeah, in that way, I think you're absolutely right. I also really love that the song plays out um, the- the orchestra, the the band plays. She's left the theater. She's <laughs> left. She's left the album. Yeah, you know, she's walked out. But the band keeps playing, gives her a little bit of a head start, which is always interesting. Of like wherever she's going next, we don't know. The band has been playing for three minutes. Madonna's already like on the other side of the world. You yeah, know, doing something else. And I think that even though you know, a lot of what happens during the erotica period happens when the album comes out. Yeah. Like, it's not about what happened while they were making it, but I think what happened, and that Secret Garden, in a way, is predictive in that um, I really feel like after this album, she, and after the tour specifically, she kind of disappears for a while, and I think of it as a healing time for her, mm. like that she really needed to assess heal whatever wounds that she had acquired during this sort of and I would really consider this erotica period like um, a battle like a war that she went in you know like mm. all right we're gonna face these issues head on I'm gonna take it on not many people could really 
nobody I can think of in popular culture stood up for and spoke these kinds of words or put this kind of energy into like, let's really investigate sexual female desire and desire as a whole and sexuality and mm. really put themselves at the center of it in the same way. Like she really went there for a year plus, you know, and by the end of it, she is totally battered and torn, still looking for that place, you know, that... And, and uh, you know, in, in hindsight, Madonna has mentioned how angry and frustrated she was with the world and society at this time. And, and, and she was using this time to really expose all of the hypocrisy she was seeing in the world. And, but yet I remember at the time, it felt very joyful for all of the darkness of erotica. It's a wonderfully rich and joyful and... Um, magical album in this way. And I also feel like she was doing things um, that excited her, engaged her creatively. And I think that there's something, um, just because you're confronting taboo subjects and really putting your neck out there like she was commendably, I don't think it has to be this evil, difficult No, I mean, I, I know I've said this earlier on when we were talking about this album, she does it with style, with fashion, of course, mm -hmm. as I always say, erotic is fashion. She does it with a great sense of humor, yeah. joie de vie. She's really, she's really playing it. She explores all the angles. She laughs a lot as well as challenges and looks people straight in the eye and yeah. says, this is the thing, you know? And, um, and then she, you know, she, she lets it go. She exactly. does let it go, and I think what emerges in 1994 is softer and safer, um, but also carries along with it the weight of what she's gone through here. Absolutely. And erotica itself, I mean, when, when we talk about it in our own personal experiences, erotica is an album that it, it, it's such a touchstone for both of us because it arrived at a time in our lives where we needed it, we needed that alternative perspective that wasn't being portrayed in the media, that wasn't being talked about by our families or by you know our friends. Um, and I didn't have you know we talked in the Truth or Dare episode about how personal Madonna is to us. Um, I didn't talk a lot about what the book meant or erotica meant with many people at that. It was still an internal experience, Absolutely. and it was this. I always see it now as oh that was that letter from the future saying here's what you're going to here's what you're going to face and here's what you're going to here's what to expect and you know she's like that aunt who went away to college first uh huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah yeah she is i mean Do you know I what i mean too, yeah i totally know what you mean i think too like it's it is i like that idea that it's sort of like a letter from the future but it's also like a timeless letter like and I think that goes to the production too. There's very few times, and maybe it's maybe it's because we're of a certain age, and so things still sound crisp. Like I know when I would be in the car with my dad, and we'd be listening to this, the best songs from the '60s, '70s, and the '80s. You know, I could be like, "Oh, the '60s song sounds so '60s." So maybe this album really does sound very '90s. Yeah. But when I think about it. What, from my perspective, this album sounds timeless. It yeah. doesn't sound like it has a time. There are a couple songs that I'm like, oh, that sounds like the 90s. But like mostly, like as opposed to Ray of Light, which to me sounds exactly like 1997. Time, yeah. yeah. Um, this album to me seems to float above that. It, it, it comes as like, it's like in its own little capsule 
and it's flying through the world. It's like, it's just a beautiful piece of art. It's an album that I think so many young fans discover even now that um, surprises them. It's the big surprise of the canon, I think, um, because A, they don't, it, th there's that feeling of, is that Madonna? Two, the songs still slam. A lot of the songs still slam. And three, it, it has this kind of, like you said, this timelessness that they can apply the themes of it to their life today. Sure, yeah. I like agree. great art. Like all great art. And great sex. The great sex, you can talk about it, but it doesn't, you can't really revisit it. No. And, you, and not everyone can be there when you're doing it. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Mark. <laughs> I knew you liked to watch. My name is Dita. I'll be your mistress tonight. I'll be well, your loved one, darling. Turn Mark, off the light. We, we say goodbye to Dita, but we do have one more round with Dita coming up in the girly show, yeah. so we don't have to say goodbye yet. Yeah. Like that friend that wouldn't leave the Hamptons during COVID. She sticks around for another half a year to yeah. go around the world yeah. with Madonna. And like Madame X, who's still sort of hanging out. Still hanging out. <laughs> pointing. Pointing with a ring. Well, um, until our final episode of the season, I say. Till next time. Bye.